0: Some people call it landing the plane, others call it just ending the message. Whatever you call it, you want to do it well. The way you end your sermon is crucial to the way that your listeners perceive the message, take action on the message, and apply the message. You want to end it well. That's why in this episode, we are going to talk about the four biggest mistakes to avoid when ending your sermon. Stick around for that. My name is Lane, this is the Preaching Donkey podcast. This is episode 56. It's so great to have you joining me today. If you are new, be sure to subscribe to this channel, give this video a like if you feel so inclined. And I wanna invite you to download my free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. You can go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. It's a three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create, and deliver a compelling message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you just want a fresh perspective on a different way to study and a different way to prepare, it's definitely for you. If you're new to preaching, it's definitely for you as well. If you're new to preaching and you're just trying to figure out how, how all this stuff works and how to put it together, this is going to be awesome for you. And it's totally free, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. All right, I am actually revisiting an article that I wrote on PreachingDonkey.com, which you can find if you go to PreachingDonkey.com. This was one of the first articles on the site way back in 2014. It's an oldie but a goodie, and we are going to read through my article, and I'm going to agree with myself, (laughs) or maybe I won't agree with myself. But the point is, I'm going to read through what I wrote, and I'm going to see if it's what we can draw from it today, because I really think that these four mistakes are still very common. I see them all the time and they can, <clears throat> they can and should be avoided. How you begin your sermon is vital. So let's just start there. How you begin a sermon is so vital. It can be the difference between your listeners checking out or deciding to pay close attention. The things you say at the beginning of a sermon are what your listeners subconsciously use to build a framework for your whole message. If your thoughts are murky and unclear, you're laying an unstable foundation. So I talk a lot at Preaching Donkey about how crucial it is to begin your sermon well. And I've got videos on that and articles on that. How you start your sermon is so vital. But the way you end a sermon is just as important. If the closing of your message is disorganized and unclear, then your listeners will walk away feeling the same way about your message, that it was disorganized and unclear. I've written extensively about the important role you play as the communicator in setting the tone for how your audience perceives your message. This is something that's so important for us to realize and understand as preachers, that anytime you are communicating from a stage or from a platform, anytime you're doing public speaking, you as the speaker, and in this case, you as the preacher, set the tone Literally for how everyone feels about that experience. So if you're awkward and a little bit kind of unclear and unsure, they're gonna feel that awkwardness and that unsurety and that disclarity, if that's a word. If you are confident and you are, I'm not when I say confident, I don't mean arrogant, I mean confident. There's a difference. You're confident in what God's going to speak through you, you're confident what God's going to do, and you are confident in your ability to let God speak through you. Like you've prepared well and you get up there and you're ready to go. People are going to feel that confidence. They're going to be confident in you and they're going to be they're going to it's going to give them an opportunity to relax. They don't have to worry about you. They don't have to feel for you. This is why it's so vital to work on your preaching craft, your game, the way you do it. Because the more confident, the more prepared you can be, the more relaxed and subsequently open to hearing the message your audience is going to be. It's a really important thing to Understand that you set the tone. When I first began preaching, I would prepare relentlessly for the first five minutes of my sermon. I wanted my opening thoughts to be perfect. I would prepare the opening remarks and the body of the sermon with careful detail. But when it came to the end of my message, I would just let the sermon kind of close itself. Has anybody ever been there? Like you get to the end and you go, I didn't think this through, so let's let's pray, right? Uh, not the best way to do it. I didn't have a plan for ending my sermons most of the time. The result was a lot of missed opportunities where I could have had a much sharper impact if I had called people to action or drove a point home. Instead, I just winged most of them. I've learned from these mistakes and I now plan much better for my closing of my sermons. I wanna share with you some of the mistakes I've made because a lot of preachers make the same ones. Here are four common preaching mistakes preachers make when ending a sermon. So here we go, number one, ending too abruptly. A sermon is a conversation. Even though you may be the only one talking, you are having a conversation with your people. Like any other conversation, it is better when it ends naturally. In real life, we give each other cues when a conversation is about to end. We don't just walk away when we feel like the discussion is over. We make sure the other person knows the conversation is ending. We give them a chance to prepare for the conversation to be finished. In communication, interpersonal communication terms, this is called leave taking, where you start to say things like, all right, well, I guess I'll probably talk to you later or whatever. And that's how you kind of signal to the other person that your conversation is coming to a close. When you preach, your listeners need to know the end is coming before it happens. You don't have to announce it, rather you just need to give some cues that the sermon is coming to a close so, you, so your people aren't caught off guard. In his book Communicating for a Change, Andy Stanley discusses the effect it has on an audience when the sermon is ended too abruptly. He compares it with sitting in the passenger seat of a car and the driver slams on the brakes. It's alarming and it takes you off guard. So imagine you're in a car, right? And you're maybe on your phone, because that's what everybody always does, You're sitting on their phone like this. And all of a sudden, the person next to you who's driving slams on the brake and you go flying forward, but fortunately you're wearing your seatbelt and so it catches you, but it's abrupt and it's jarring. So it feels the same way. Giving no indication that your sermon is about to end and just saying, let's pray, feels like slamming on the brakes to your listeners. Take some time. Breathe a little and prepare your people for the ending. I'll give you a pro tip. If you want the ending of your sermon to be something that you don't have to announce, you don't have to work up to it big time, but people will know things are kind of wrapping up, have somebody play pad. What is pad? Pad is uh, on a keyboard. It could just It's just the sound of like... It's a, it's a very subtle sound of strings. I'm not a musician, I don't know. I just know all the churches do it where it kind of begins to set the tone. You can either have pad played, just you know somebody pushes a button and it just starts playing quietly and, and the volume kind of raises just a little bit. Or at my church, somebody actually walks out and gets on the keys over on the side and they just begin to play this very subtle pad begins to set the tone and it lets people know there's only about five minutes left. So you might as well pay attention because it's coming to an end. It's a way to not end too abruptly without it being something that you have to always think about. And one of the best ways to do this is have something that you say that they know is the thing that triggers them either coming out or playing that pad. I've seen this done and I've done it before where I just say, as we wrap up that's the phrase as we wrap up i just want to say this one last thing or as we wrap up i want to show you where jesus did this really cool thing or as we wrap up i want to show you one more thing that paul says in this text that i think we really need to take hold of or as we wrap up i want to tell you this story so that phrase as we wrap up just kind of lets the person know okay now it's time to come and begin to play the pad now If that doesn't resonate with you, if you don't want to do it, that's totally cool. But the principle still remains, ending too abruptly is jarring, so you want to avoid that. Now, number two is the other side of that, ending too slowly. On the other end of the spectrum is to take too long to close. A long, droning ending to a sermon can be just as bad as an abrupt one. I had a pastor growing up who would say, and one more thing as we close. And then 15 minutes later, he would say, and one more thing as we close. I couldn't trust him, right? It was frustrating. A natural ending to a conversation doesn't go on forever. Give people an appropriate amount of time to know your sermon is ending, point their thoughts in the direction you want them to go, and end in a timely way. Continuing to ramble at the end of a message is one of the best ways to kill the effectiveness of your content. So you don't want to continue to ramble. You want to have a decisive and clear ending. You want to land the plane if you think of it, this 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 thing we talked about about being the passenger seat and somebody slamming on the brakes, a way of thinking about ending too slowly is you're in a plane and they keep circling the runway, right? They can't quite land, so maybe they even come down for a landing, and you think, okay, we're about to touch down, and they come back up, right? and they circle a little bit more. That's what it feels like when you end too slowly. You don't want to do that either because you start to lose the effectiveness of what you're saying. People are not paying attention anyway. They are not hearing you. They're thinking about lunch. They're looking at their phone. They're checking the scores. I mean, they're just doing anything else because you have indicated that what you're saying is scattered and unclear and not that important, and they're just not going to listen. So don't do that end in a timely way. Not too abruptly and not too slowly. Mistake number three, restating your whole sermon in summary form. So restating your points is fine. Restating the most important point is even better, like your bottom line. I love doing that to revisit the bottom line and bring the whole message back to that main idea that everything hinges on and everything is anchored to. That's great but what but where more where most pastors go wrong is when they use the last few minutes to say everything they've already said just one more time, right? The old tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them. That repetition and the idea is that they're going to remember it. That can be effective. However, it can also be overbearing and pedantic and you start to just not communicate anything because again, people are not listening. This is not a good usage of your closing. You should use the body of your sermon to preach your sermon. You should use the end to drive the point home. Give application a call to action, a challenge, inspire people or encourage them. Your ending is when you make the message stick and you don't make the message stick by just repeating what the what the message said. You make the message stick by giving people a way to apply it. So don't use those valuable moments at the end of the message to say what you've already said in the same way you've already said it. The point is to figure out what is the most important thing to say and say that and give people a way to respond. And this leads to mistake number four, which is failing to give a clear application or way to respond. One of the things that makes a sermon different from other mediums like lectures or lessons is that a sermon is a call to action. Literally, to sermonize is to motivate people to change course, to live differently, to think differently, to do something. You want your sermon to give people some handles to grab onto. The closing is a perfect opportunity to introduce or reinforce the application of your message. What do you want your people to do as a result of what they just heard? What do you want them to think? How should they respond? The closing of your sermon should make these questions crystal clear in everyone's mind. These are the four mistakes I've had to work through, okay? I've not mastered my sermon endings, but I try to avoid these mistakes as much as I can. So my question for you is what are some mistakes that other preachers make while ending a sermon? What mistakes do you make And what can you do to improve? So when it comes to failing to give a clear application, your sermon's ending should be the time when you hand off the baton to your listeners, just like I did, where I said, hey, what are the mistakes that you have made? What are some other mistakes? That's a call to action that is inviting you into this conversation. That's one of the ways that you can do it, where you can make sure that you don't make that last mistake. So... Ending too abruptly, ending too slowly, restating your whole sermon in summary form, failing to give a clear application or way to respond. So what can you do? How can you avoid these mistakes? What you can do is focus on the positive side of this, right? If this is like inversion thinking where you're you're thinking about the mistake, you're thinking about the negative, it's actually a really effective way to learn the positive action. So when it comes to ending too abruptly or ending too slowly, let's focus on ending right on time. Like what is the best way to both indicate that a close is coming and end in a timely way and not drag it on. Focus on that, and if you can use the music, it makes it even better, and if you put all these together, when you get to the point where you are ending the message, don't just restate it in summary form. Rather, pull out the best and brightest and biggest point that you wanted to make, like your bottom line, and re-emphasize that. And then give a clear application or way to respond. If you do those things, end in a timely way, reinforce the bottom line, and then give a clear application where you are stating this is what you can do with this message. This is what I want you to do with this message. And it could be a lot of different things for different people, but it is a clear action that they can take based on their situation than you have done Well, I would love to hear from you what you think in the comments. If you're watching here on YouTube, if you're listening on one of the many podcast players, please leave me a review. If it's five star, I would appreciate that so much. I cannot wait to see you next week in episode 57. Until then, remember if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here on the Preaching Donkey podcast.